When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You're listening to the Cricket Podcast. I think it was a disgraceful performance and I think it should never be permitted to happen again. Hello everyone and welcome to the Cricket Podcast's fourth consecutive live stream. Uh, I, I think we've actually got the start right for once. Today we'll be talking about the third match of the IPL season as Sunrisers Hyderabad took on Kolkata Knight Riders. I'm Jack Hope and today, as usual, I'm joined by Ross Leck. How are you doing, Ross? I think Ross might have frozen. Uh, I, <laughs> we're joined. Um, there we are. Uh, we got you got you at the end there, Ross. I think your internet might be a little bit shaky. So I managed to get the tech right, but we were let down by your internet and, and have blown the start of another cricket podcast. Uh, along with Ross, we are joined by DJ from Edges and Sledges. DJ, it's good to have you aboard. Um, how are you doing? Very well. Um, the IPL has started, the sun is shining outside. We're coming out of lockdown. I can get a, a haircut tomorrow. So um, all is well with the world, guys. And um, how are you guys doing? It's uh, IPL season again. Uh, yeah, I'm loving it. I, 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 I think this sort of two months where there's cricket on every day, same time, uh, and, it, and it's really high quality cricket, is, is one of the best two-month windows uh, of the year um it's also it's a, this is a big occasion for us dj is this 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 is a collaboration of currently the third and fourth top cricket podcasts in india which may make us the third and fourth top cricket podcast in the world i'm not sure um that's impressive that's impressive who's above us who's above um, us? Just some some establishment podcasts the gray cricketer and uh the the espn one i think get rid of them <laughs> Ross, do you want to give a few messages to our listeners and then provide a short summary of the cricket we watched today? Yeah, my internet should be a bit more stable now. I hope so. Can you hear me loud and clear? All good. Yes, thank goodness for that. So I'm going to do the max summary in 
a minute. Um, but you should like and subscribe to our YouTube channel and follow us on Twitter and Instagram at The Cricket Pod. Um, let's go to the match summary then. So we were back in Chennai for Sunrisers Hyderabad versus Kolkata Knight Riders. Everyone's favourite five foot five male, Dave Warner, won the toss and decided to chase in Chennai. Nitish Rana said thank you very much and proceeded to smash every wayward delivery all over the place. Sunrisers Hyderabad's bowling plan execution was ultimately poor and even Rahul Tripathi could cash in. Um, KKR's middle order came and went in the blink of an eye um, as the bowling slightly improved, but their fielding was where they really uh, took home some uh, wickets. Um, it saw KKR post 187 and um, Sunrisers Hyderabad straight out of the blocks stumbled. They might as well have vomited all over themselves. It was an absolute disgrace of a start. Um, Pair of 50s from Pandy and Bearstow were not enough as a disciplined KKR bowling unit consistently chipped away and overcame the due factor to record what was a very comfortable victory. Uh, yeah, it was in the end, I suppose, wasn't it? Let's um, let's start with KKR's batting performance, uh, I reckon, because that happened first. Um, and because it was, it was pretty special. It was probably the highlight of the game from a quality perspective. Um, and as probably a little bit of a twist, the runs didn't necessarily come from the big guns that we're used to seeing them come from. Um, DJ, how impressed were you with, with Nitish Rana and Rahul Tripathi? Uh, Yes, Tripathi has always been impressive since he made his debut, I think, for the rising Pune supergiant um, back under when MS Dhoni was captaining him. Um, he opened the batting then. He came in at three today. So great innings from him, I thought. Uh, 50, 53 of um, 29 deliveries. Just hit it clean. He's um, he's obviously got great hand-eye coordination. And once he hits it, it stays hit. It goes a long way. We saw that today. And Nitish Rana, I mean, he's... Um, He's been around for a little while, actually. He's uh, played for the um, KKR. He was quite successful batting at three last year. We saw that they've changed up their order to, to make it a left-right combination with the departure or the um, omission of Nareen or Narayan. Uh, I keep calling him Nareen. I don't know why. <laughs> but Narayan's been left out. Um, and so they wanted the left-hand, right-hand up top. They they got that with Nit- Nitish and Shubman. So... An incredible partnership from those guys. As you said, it wasn't uh, the runs didn't come from the more established players like the Russells and the Morgans and the DKs, but or the Shubman Gills who were so prolific last season. But it came from the two, two uncapped players, actually two players that haven't played for India as yet, and they they uh, certainly did their case no harm. So um, more Indian talent on display in the Indian Premier League. It's good to see. It, it was really impressive. I, I I brought Tripathi in as my um, free uncapped substitution on the the IPL fantasy game, so I I feel very good about myself um, right right about now. Uh, he he had a couple of good innings last year. So he went up and down the order a little bit, and they didn't really know how to use him. I thought that KKR's batting lineup today looked uh, looked like it made a lot more sense um, to to me anyway. Um, Ross, something that might not have made sense entirely was SRH's decision at the toss. You you wanted to talk about this as 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 well maybe a point you'd have you'd have done differently. Uh, they won the toss and chose to chase. Is that yeah. is that weird in your mind? Um, I think so. I think um, based upon their team selection and based upon kind of what teams have typically done at Chennai, you you kind of usually see them kind of bat first there because it becomes a little bit more difficult to bat on because of the spin bowlers that were typically used by CSK. Um, But Sunrise's team, again, we we spoke about their structural issues as a franchise anyway. And actually, I think sometimes that filters down into their team. 
Um, or more often than not, in fact. And they were, I thought they were quite lucky to make the playoffs and um, they kind of stink out the place for some of their performances, <laughs> if I'm perfectly honest. Someone like Kane Williamson, who is a very, very good captain, and they've got Dave Warner, who is a really good T20 player. Is, is that the right way round? And it's just a, it's a question that always seems to bug me. Yeah, um, they do. We were all talking just before the show started in, in our kind of warm-up and, and hellos that... The SRH really can be quite a tedious team to watch play cricket. And today, they like all of the tediousness was on display. I, I mean, they are a side. They set up, don't they, basically to, to try and restrict the other team to 160. And, and if that doesn't happen, they, they almost give up. And it felt, it felt a bit like that, a bit like that today. Um, I mean, people do go on. I mean, in our previews and stuff, we were saying that we did think SRH would make the playoffs. We uh, it's certainly been one of the things that people have been saying on Twitter. And a lot of experts have said they might be the second best team in the tournament after Mumbai this year. Um, the main reason people say that is, is the bowling, um, which we expected to be good. But today, Rashid Khan aside, uh, it was pretty average, wasn't it, DJ? Yeah, you'd expect uh, Bhuvi and Natarajan uh, to come in. Uh, Rashid Khan was fantastic. Nabi picked up a couple of wickets at the back end as well. But um, they just missed their lines a little bit. And I mean, it was also, we've got to get give credit where where it's due. The bat- batting was excellent. Nitish Rana really did hit the bowlers off, off their line. But um, as Ross said, I mean, they're set up to defend 160. And I mean, I've, I've gone on record on our podcast uh, previously saying, I find them a boring team to watch because they're, they're so clinical, so effective. And I mean, the last time these two t- teams played, I remember there was a Super Bowl and, and and the biggest example of that was Warner dropping it at his feet and running a single instead of trying to, to, to get to that super over rather than smashing it. Cause it's that mindset that these guys have, which is, is very effective. They make the playoffs. They've won it in 2016. Uh, but if Warner doesn't click, um, they don't really seem to have that firepower with the other batsmen up top. Of course, we saw a little bit of spark down the order from um, Abdul Samad, but I'm sure we'll come to all of that. It it just wasn't good enough from the likes of Bairstow and and um, and Warner this time. I mean, Bairstow got a 50, but it was on in 40 balls. So I'm sure while Manish Pandey will take some of the hate for it, it the ginger assassin, as we like to call him, wasn't uh, wasn't quite blameless. I think, I, think uh, on the, I think on the bowling front, uh, their bowling plan just felt a little bit off to me. And, and Mohamed Nabi's actually, I think it was his first and second over. But he's bowling to the left-handers because of the matchup, because he's a right-arm off-spinner. And yet he was trying to bowl darts into the pads, kind of on like a middle to leg stump line. But short, but um, fine leg was up short. And it was to say, there was a couple just delicately put around the corner for four. And he was just like, where's actually the plan? And you saw in the middle overs when he came back for his final one or final two, that he slowed the ball down a little bit more, put it outside, just outside the off-stump. And it was much more effective um, you kind of thought first game back, everyone would be on that and the discipline would be there from the start. And it just yeah, was really quite lacking. And the same goes for Sandeep Sharma as well, who um, actually disappointed. It's the second game in a row as well, where we've seen an Indian, uh, a bowler who bowled really well against England in that India, uh, England white ball series. Uh, today it was Boovy, um, sort of fall apart a little bit in, in a domestic game. Um, 
curious. It's curious. Or, or maybe they're just guys who can can raise their game uh, against England. We can add that to a long list of other players that um, that, that starts with Angelo Matthews and um, <laughs> goes on for about four or five different, yeah, you know, four or five pages. Um, a couple of other performances from that innings that we should probably touch upon. Uh, Dinesh Kartik was really, really good at the death. Uh, plundered runs off. He only what did he face about ten balls, scored twenty odd. Uh, it was exactly what they needed to take the score from um, what looked like it was going to. They looked like they were going to peter out a little bit after a great start, uh, and then he had the, a great over at the end to to you know effectively put the game beyond that SRH side. Uh, and Rashid Khan with the ball. Uh, would either of you like to eulogise about his? Um, his performance, which which was a little bit futile in the, in the scheme of things, but but was was good. Yeah, I I can go first on that one because Rashid Khan is the flavor of Twitter today, isn't he? There's there's a, there's a yeah. handle called Flighted Leggy that's that's done a great piece of analysis on how uh, teams had thought they'd cracked his code on when he bowls the googly, and Rashid has obviously picked up on that, and he's. He's disguised his googly to take a hat trick in a big bash game, which is just—I mean—that we we can tweet that out, and it's just an absolutely fantastic piece of analysis. But it tells you what kind of cricketer Rashid Khan is. He's probably the number one T Twenty cricketer in the world. He he can bowl. He feels like a demon in the outfield. He's super fast across the across the field, and he can actually bad. I mean, they they don't give him a shot in the Sunrisers Hyderabad, which is why I'm so frustrated with that franchise. There's so many exciting players that they've got, but they insist on batting Vijay Shankar or, I mean, even Manish Pandey today. He, he, he kind of sucked the life out of the game. And you've got a Rashid Khan who can score like 40 of 13 balls or something. You've got Abdul Samad sitting there. Even Johnny Best almost seems to go into shell. David Warner, doesn't smash the ball when he plays for the Sunrisers. Unlike he, when he used to play for Delhi, he was the big hitting opener. Now he bats at kind of 120, bats through the innings. It's, it's just a mindset that those guys bring to the team. But I would love to see Rashid Khan bat more. That aside, an incredible cricketer. That The one that got Shubman Gill. Because Gill looked like he was in for a big one. That six he hit of Natrajan, that little flick that he... I mean, he Shubman Gill is a beautiful batsman to watch. And to deceive him... Is is quite something. I mean, I was sitting on my couch and he bowled that googly, and I just, I just stood up and I said, "Wow, <laughs> what a player! What a player!" Yeah, he certainly is. Um, that I think leads us quite nicely on to the start of the SRH batting innings because Warner did fall early. There's a theory going round world cricket at the moment that that Warner has lost the ability to play outswing. Um, I think we saw him fall again like that today, didn't we, Ross? I think what I was really impressed with is Pranish um, Krishna was he had the confidence from the uh, England series and he came. He's a, he's got everything to be a good fast bowler. And what I liked about it was that he did. He wasn't overawed by David Warner being at the other end. He was just like, Do you know what? I'm going to get David Warner out. And it was again that it was that thing we saw so many times. I mean, Stuart Broad obviously had his number when they came over and uh, played in the Ashes in England. But he kind of just tucks himself up, and I'm not sure what's what's kind of happened. But we've seen that dismissal time and time again from David Warner. Um, I, I, I'm never going to be in a position to say David Warner has lost it. I don't think. I don't think <laughs> my my credentials are quite up to that kind of uh, level. Um, but there is something there where what DJ was saying around that aggression that we used to see from David Warner doesn't seem to be there at the moment. And that if if if, if that aggression isn't there, why is he in the team? 
It's a, it's kind of a good question. I mean, in the last IPL, we saw him start in, in, you know, 120 David Warner mode. And then when they actually needed to win some cricket matches, he rolled back the years a little bit and, um, and started to play shots. Uh, I, I, you know, if I was going to speculate, I'd maybe say that the injury that he was carrying during the um, Border Gavaska series um, might still be with him because he, he didn't... I know. Even is even. I, I, normally, you expect David Warner to be the centre of attention. He's he's like the Australian version of Coley in a way, and in, in, in that you can really see he, his his emotions are very on display at all times. But today, he sort of parked himself on the boundary uh, and twiddled his moustache, and, and that, <laughs> that was his main contribution to the match. Uh, let's talk. Let's talk quickly about Bearstone Panday because they. They probably deserve a little bit of credit here. SRH were, were 11 for two after two overs. Uh, not a brilliant start in anyone's book. Um, but I think probably at one point, I, I certainly felt like those who had given SRH maybe a, a possibility of winning the game. Um, what did you think of that partnership, DJ? And, and you're absolutely right. They were 11 for two. They they were struggling. They'd lost early wickets. and. It's fine to take your take your time at that stage. I think, firstly, Besto got out at exactly the wrong time, hitting a what was effectively a long hop, um, short and wide to to I think Nitish Rana at at point, and he got out at the wrong time. I mean, and then Pandey. The trouble with Pandey is that he's been in the Indian setup as well for a little while in the T Twenty side. But he's more a, an ODI batsman. He would he, but he doesn't seem to make it into that that uh, squad at all. So. India have tried to use him as a T20 batter. He's been used as a as as a number three for the Sunrisers Hyderabad for quite a while. He was used by um, KKR in the same. I think he used to play for KKR earlier. Um, he just doesn't have that kind of fifth gear to kick on, and he's going to take a lot of the flack because they're going to talk talk about it being a match losing innings. But he's effectively played the same innings as Besto, and someone like Dhoni would take a lot of flack for this kind of innings towards the end of his career, saying he's just stat padding, he's hitting sixes at the end to up his strike rate, collect runs, get to 50 and all of that stuff. But equally, what he needed was somebody at the other end, like a Samad just smashing it because he wasn't being able to get it off the square. He, for, for example, just to um, kind of roll the years back, if you look at the 2016 World Cup final, and you guys won't want to remember it, but the Marlon Samuels innings, would have been a match losing innings if not for Carlos Brathwaite because he. You're going to remind had... us of that one, are you? <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's exactly that. If you've got a Rashid Khan or an Abdul Samad coming in and scoring at 300 a little bit earlier instead of having a Vijay Shankar or a a Nabi and these guys coming in, all good players, but they just couldn't quite accelerate, and and that didn't help Pandey. So. Um, they did their job to repair the damage, but they needed to change gears quickly, which. Pandey wasn't able to do, and that's what's counted against them in the final analysis. Yeah, do yeah, you want I've... go go, Ross? I've got okay. a good stat on this. Okay, I was just going to say around so Pandey being there, Pandey pretty much carried his bat in that innings, and that 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 that's the shameful bit about it. Bairstow got out in the twelfth over, so we can sit there and go, oh, well, he faced forty balls, and Pandey faced what is it, forty four balls, which I completely get. But that bit you talk around saying he doesn't have a fifth gear, Pandy doesn't have a third or fourth gear. Like they're, they're sitting there, and it, it was that that was one of those things. He deserves the flack that he receives for this game, in, in my opinion. Uh, yeah, Ross, both of you have talked, mate, led led really well to this stat. Actually, I, I don't know if you you you've, you've seen it as well, maybe. But um, Manish Pandey is now joint top for batters in the top five who have 
who have finished innings not out in unsuccessful chases, which is a little bit of a mouthful. Going to be KL Rahul is going to be the other one. It's, it's David Miller, actually. David Miller. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You wouldn't oh, necessarily wow. think that, but they're both on. They're both on four, which isn't loads, but they're still too clear of the the chasing pack. Um, not exactly what you want. I mean, if you if you bat in the top five and and you're you carry bat and you're there at the end, really, um, you should be winning. Or at least taking it, at least at least giving yourself a real, realistic shot of winning off the last ball or two. Um, they lost by ten runs. That's quite a lot of runs in a T Twenty. Um, and they scored, scored a six off the last ball, right? And they've only yeah. lost five wickets. That's the problem with it. They haven't got their Rashid Khan's in to bat. They haven't got any. Who who else did they have left in, in the Hodge to bat? They haven't got Bhuvi. They haven't got Rashid Sandeep. Well, Natarajan can't bat. But I mean, well, Samad wasn't out, and which yeah. is usually an indicator that you haven't used the resource properly. I mean, yeah. unless they've done something ridiculous. Uh, and I think that's probably you know the the next point to make, isn't it? Because I mean, after Bearstow and Pandey had had brought them back into the game, maybe SRH made some really strange decisions in terms of who they sent in. Uh, we had a tweet in from Gautam. Uh, who who basically, this is what he says, I want the lads over at the Cricket Podcast to give the SRH backroom staff an absolute tongue lashing for sending in Shankar instead of Samad. So, Ross, the floor is yours. Um, what an odd thing to do. It's, it's not even odd, is it? Ultimately, it's, it's not odd. It's we, we, I said at the start that their structural issues and the way in which they run their T20 team, I just think is fundamentally broken. They can sit there and say, oh, we made the playoffs last year. I think they were fortunate to get to that position. Today, having Vijay Shankar go in before Samad, who, Samad strikes at 178. In, in that situation, Vijay Shankar walked out to the crease and the commentators go, oh, his strike rate of 128. They're, they're going to need all of that today. I was like, they needed 52 <laughs> of 20 balls, mate. What, what, what are you talking about? They, they need a strike rate of 250 here to get them ever, even close. So Mads then comes in and proves every single one who's a Mad fan right by bashing the first ball for six. And you're just like, where has this been? Mohammed, Mohammed Nabi is what? 36, 37, and he's got a, he's got some miles in the tank. So Mad should have been pushed in at that point, I think. Uh, they needed that extra impetus, uh, or they needed someone to run out Pandy, and uh, it, it <laughs> didn't happen, did it? So um, it was it was it was terrible, terrible game management from Sunrisers, which was not only seen in the batting department, but as well as the bowling department. It was it was a pretty horrendous performance, actually. Yeah, Ross, to, just to double down on that stat, and DJ, you were sort of alluding to this. Rashid Khan also strikes at 160 at the death. So you had those two guys who, you know, I mean, 50, 52 off six off 20 balls. Always going to be tough, um, but at least give yourself like the outside chance. <laughs> like, um... and there's the thing: get, get, you shouldn't base. It. Uh, there's so many people around, like cricket intuition and that gut feel. But what has Vijay Shankar been doing in the nets to say, "Oh, I'm going to go in ahead of these guys"? It doesn't matter if you're an all-rounder in the team if some of the other kind of bowlers who combat a bit can strike better than you. What are you doing in the team? It's yeah, it's, it's a really, really strange one for me. We probably saw some pretty good bowling from KKR as well. I'd say. I mean, it's it's it wasn't all SRH being abysmal, although that probably was the main thing that happened. Um, we saw Chakravarti bowl well. I thought we saw Rashid Bhuvneshwar, said, Prasith Krishna um, mm-hmm. looked looked pretty good, uh, and we saw Harbhajan Singh back in action uh, after after about seventeen years out of the game. Um, DJ, who impressed you most? Um, of the of the KKR bowling unit defending that total today, 
So I'd actually say Harbhajan and Singh did pretty well to come back after I think it was three years and a few to and get David. He would have got David Warner out for a duck if um, Pat Cummins had managed to hold on to it. That would have been a good celebration to watch. But um, Bhaji actually didn't look too bad. He didn't look too bad in the field either. But I thought Prasad Krishna was the um, he he was the game changer. If you get Warner in an SRH chase and he isn't around to marshal it, and you haven't remember they haven't got Kane Williamson in this team and. Without Kane Williamson to marshal it in the in the middle overs, this team um, was. I mean, once Warner went, they were realistically not going to chase these because he's their marquee player who who will get you seventy, eighty odd and, and anchor that innings throughout at a decent strike rate and um, allow the others to bat around him. So I thought that wick, wicket from Prasad Krishna was huge, and I thought he looked really impressive actually. Yeah, uh, Jack, I think um, you, you're going to talk about how disciplined the performance was. Only one of their bowlers went above nine in, a, in the economy. And that, in T20, you're taking that every single game, really, aren't you? Yeah, 100%. Yeah, I thought they were really good. Um, the other thing that... Well, just to just to wrap up the game, then we've got a little bit about what we learned and we've got some Twitter questions and, and we'll, we'll do a few chat uh, responses. Um, was this the first upset of the tournament, do you think, boys? Because we, we put a poll out before the game and 75% of our, our Twitter followers, I suppose... Uh, said that they thought Sunrisers would win this match, which is which is quite a, a significant portion of the of the the cricket podcasts um, <laughs> audience. Um, but KKR they seem to win reasonably easily. Did it all? I, 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 I guess what I'm saying is I'm struggling to get my head around how the strength of opinion can be so far in favour of the team that in hindsight looks so much worse. Um, Ross. <laughs> Well, I think in our in our preview show, we said the issue with KKR is that you don't know which side was going to turn up. And last year, they, they were all over the place. They had injuries. They didn't really have those individual kind of, they didn't know their individual roles. But today, everything was structured. They, they had a plan. Um, and regardless if um, CSK nailed the process or whatever kind of Dhoni kind of lives and dies by, they actually had a plan here. They've got a captain who, regardless if you think he's a good T20 captain or not, is someone who thinks about the game. They had they played to their matchups. They opened with a left-hand, right-hand combination. They were clearly thinking about how can we improve what we are doing here. And I, I thought it was a, it was a pretty it was a very close to being a complete performance for kind of a first game back into a tournament that you're going to get. Um, I mean, the fact that Andre Russell didn't really do too much other than what well, he took a wicket and that was about it. It was pretty disappointing other than that. Just shows you how well the rest of the team did. Um, the consistency in Tripathi and Rain and Rana, that's going to be really important for them moving forward. Um, and I mean, even Morgan, Morgan hasn't contributed with the bat in what, across the last eight games, including internationals that he's played. Um, so hopefully it comes it comes good. But the, the bowling unit and the batting unit fired today and it was a really, really complete performance. Um, Dijon, you've got the, the dubious honour of kind of letting us know what you think we've learned from Sunrise's Hyderabad's performance today. Um, I mean, I guess we <laughs> we think about them as a bowling side and maybe their bowlers just didn't turn up. What, did you, what do you reckon? So I think... Um... They probably got their combination slightly wrong because, and the KKR played very well. They, they KKR, remember, only played two full-time seamers. Uh, they had Shakib, they've got Varun Chakravarti, and they've got Harpajan Singh. So they've obviously read the pitch differently from the SRH. I think the SRH got that wrong. Uh, they could have potentially played another spinner um, in their side. Um, but we've, I think what we've learned is that they've got their batting order 
wrong. They, they need to push their big hitters up. Um, if they've lost a couple of wickets, that's fine. Pandey can take his time, but he's got to go earlier than he did today. And you've got to push Samad up. You've got to utilize Rashid Khan. I mean, you can't leave him languishing without a bat. I mean, imagine the frustration he's got with all of this. So um, they've got their batting order wrong, and it's plain and simple for me. Uh, and they've they haven't played the right spinners. And KKR have defended their their the gap in their team, which is their inexperienced Indian quicks, by not playing. At least one of them. They've only played one, uh, which is Prasad Krishna. Right. Um, we've actually gone through a lot of the stuff that came through on Twitter. I mean, basically, Twitter today was hundreds of people. Uh, well, I say hundreds, if we've been kind to ourselves, hundreds. Um, hundreds About of people thousands. saying... It was thousands. thousands. Yeah, yeah, come on. It's thousands. <laughs> Asking why Abdul Samad did came in after uh, Vijay Shankar. And the, the other question that we did get uh, was around Kay Williamson's absence. Um, and and I guess that kind of fits into to maybe some of SRH's structural issues as a squad. Uh, Ross, would you bring Williamson back in after that performance, or or do you think he is set to ride the bench for a little longer? So I, th- I think when it comes to um, the bowling lineup for somewhere they need to have Rashid Khan kind of playing and uh, they brought in um, Ul Rahman as well uh, Nabi's obviously a spin bowler and playing at Chennai they need to have high quality spin bowling um, and it's, it's really difficult for them to then go oh you should drop Nabi to fit in Kane Williamson I don't think you can drop Bairstow Bairstow was the person who's is on he's on a purple patch of form um, he has clearly demonstrated that he can play the spinning ball in white ball cricket and he's probably one of the best if not the best white ball batsman in the world right now in that role that he plays um, David Warner is is the one that is the question mark if he's going to bat like he has been that there is a big question there, but it's a really difficult one for them to fit around. And again, it comes down to what was a very bad auction strategy and then really bad mini auction strategy where they picked up Kate Ayadav. Like it's it's just baffling some of the decisions they've made as a franchise. Um, just on that Bairstow point about whether he's one of the best white ball players in the world, I, I did see that some people when we were sort of lightly mocking Manish Pandey's uh, match-winning innings for Kolkata Knight Riders today, um, we, we, a few people did note that they actually have similar kind of headline stats in terms of strike rate and average um, in, in T20 cricket. The thing is, in the last three years, Bearstow's av- uh, strike rate's gone above 150 every year. So 18, 19, 20 is above 150. <laughs> um, and, and Manish Pandey's never done that. Uh, and and it's, it's Bearstow's ability, and we've actually talked about this with respect to his test career, actually. It's, it's, it's changes he has made to his game that have, have meant he is now, as we speak here, one of the best white ball players in the world. Even if you just, if, when you look at his record, you might say, hmm, not so sure about that. If you, if you take, take just a little bit more, zoom in one more level and, um, and you'll see he's, he's really got fantastic numbers. Mm-hmm. Um, Ross, should we head over to, to chat for yes. a few questions before we wrap up? Yeah, I've got a uh, got a good one first off the um, off the bat, and this is from AK True. So, what do you guys um, think about Morgan's captaincy? Um, felt like DK was involved in some of the decision making today. Um, DJ, um, I'm not sure if you've been a captain of a, of a team before, but kind of leadership is always around surrounding yourself with good people, right? So, it's, it's not a one man show when you're captain. Yeah, would, you, would you agree with that one? Absolutely, and DK is the vice captain. He, he gave up the captaincy last year. Um, for Morgan, from what we understand, that was voluntary. 
because uh, he wasn't scoring runs and he didn't want the stress of having to captain alongside it. Um, and I mean, you if you've got a, a good view from behind the stumps and you know what's happening, you've got an idea, you should definitely give it to your captain. So um, anyone who isn't captain, please uh, do give your captain ideas. And anyone who is captain, please take the ideas from anywhere you can get them because often you're quite alone on a field. Um, and with someone like Samad uh, smashing it everywhere, you can take all you need all the help you can get so um yeah I, I would definitely i mean captaincy by consensus is is definitely the way to go for for me um mm. i'm 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 not in the uh, dictatorial camp at all so. <laughs> and i don't think morgan is either you see him often speaking to uh, josh butler or best or and others on the field so um he obviously takes ideas from wherever they can they can come if they're good mm-hmm. uh, i completely agree with you dj uh Jack, um, Rishi Nair asks, what about Dinesh Kartik's quick hit at the end? And, I, and I'll add something on this. How many times have you seen a professional cricketer, or just a cricketer in general, ask for a, another cricket bat and then disappoint with it? Today, f- fair play. It, it always happens, doesn't it? Uh, we used to play, me and Ross, we used to actually play with a guy uh, called Najib, and he would open it, he would he'd like bat himself in the top three every game, and he'd go out with his light bat, and after about 10 balls, he'd switch to the heavy bat. I never noticed any difference between between pre and post uh, bat swap, but but you know what? Like 22 off nine balls at the end of a T20 innings uh, is just about perfect. Like it's it's very hard to be more effective than that uh, given nine balls to face. And uh, as, as we said a little bit earlier in the show, the, those 22 runs, or, or say say someone had come in and scored 13, those extra uh, nine runs, that's the, the the difference, really, between the two sides. The, that, that little sprint at the end, it just... It just puts that target slightly out of reach of what SRH as a batting unit were, were, were capable of. Um, and, you know, we'll all remember this game for Nitish Rana and his 80. And we'll remember it, you know, for... Well, I don't know if we will remember it, to be honest. Uh, but if we do remember it for anything, it'll be Nitish Rana and his, and his 80. Um, but that, that Dinesh Kartik 22 off nine deliveries is super, super important. And, and, and at some point in the future... We as cricket fans and, and cricket analysts will learn the importance of innings like that, and we'll be able to quantify it a little bit better than just saying it's super important. But I, I, I thought I thought it was excellent, basically. Brilliant. Um, young lamppost has uh, gone into the chat and said uh, Ross keeps on talking about structural <laughs> issues, um, but they've made playoffs every year since they won in 2016, and their team is light in the middle. But it's a trade-off they choose for their elite bowling. And you're right, they have made the playoffs in those years. But today was the perfect demonstration of why their lopsided strategy for selection actually limits their ability to win cricket matches. And DJ talked about their approach to the game and trying to be clinical and having a plan of, right, let's keep into 160 and see what we can do with it and make sure that we get ourselves across the line. There is just that fundamental bit of going, are they that exciting to watch? Not really. Did they luckily make the playoffs last year? Yes. If, if Kings Eleven Punjab didn't wet the bed, then they wouldn't. Uh, they would have. They wouldn't have been nowhere near it, would they? And so that is that's the piece for me where they, they could be better. And this is it. That there's a reason Mumbai won last year. The fact that they are miles ahead anyway. But Sunrisers have some of the players. They have the best T20 bowler in the world. And there is just that piece where you just like one or two better decisions would really kind of improve them. Yeah, I They're agree kind with of that. the antithesis to Brendan McCullum, is, who's sitting in the other camp mm. with KKR, who says, if you've got even one dot ball, it's it's a waste of time. You've just got to attack, attack, attack. He's got Morgan in that camp as well, who's basically taken Brendan McCullum's strategy and 
and molded it into the England team, which is attack, attack, attack. You're 25 for four, hit another six. And that's how T20 cricket's meant to be played. That's why it's exciting. And um, that's why we we watch it on our, on most of our weekend. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 think that, I think that point's really important, DJ. And I think what you what we will hopefully see is what Morgan has done with the England team into this KKR team where actually people know what their individual role is and they have that freedom to go and play with that aggressive abandon and kind of go do you know what I'm going to try and hit from the first ball I'd rather hit a great cover drive first ball to for four to the boundary and it was kind of game on from that point it was a positive step right um and we've talked about before Jack that Nathan Lemon um <laughs> the old data the, the analyst is actually part of that unit so we should see I mean that leadership team isn't that is that is a progressive cricketing leadership team of having Brendan McCullough at the top, Morgan supported by kind of analysts in that space, and then a, a really what, a really reliable vice captain in Dennis Karthik. Like it's, it's a pretty good setup, and I was impressed today. Um, uh, Ross, do we have a couple more questions? Then we'll do a quick prediction for tomorrow and wrap up. So we've got five minutes left. Yep, uh, Jack, Jack. This is one that is for you. Um, why does Owen Morgan only ever wear two hats? <laughs> I think he's made it his thing, hasn't he? I, I reckon Owen Morgan's, he likes to think of himself maybe as a bit of a funny guy. Okay. Uh, I, I don't I don't actually think, I've never seen him do anything funny, but in, in Owen Morgan land, I reckon wearing two hats is like the most hilarious thing you can you could possibly do. And and he has since um, since the, the 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 COVID restrictions have come into cricket and uh, people are a little bit... Um, well, you can't hand over stuff to the umpire and, and that sort of thing. Two hats has become his trademark, um, in a way, and, and and you know more for him. It's a it's an it's an interesting look, isn't it? <laughs> well, that, thanks for asking. Can, can he ever the, get uh, to the Rakim Cornwall three caps level with oh. with, with big rack? <laughs> Cornwall. That's, that's what Morgan's got to aspire to, right? Well, well, a building needs a strong foundation. And what stronger foundation are you going to get than Raheem Cornwall? Uh, let's be honest. It's got, um, it's got a bit, bit to go. <laughs> so, uh, and then I think, um, DJ, I'll give you the bit. We've, we've, we've gone in pretty hard on Sunrisers Hydropad. Um, and there's been a couple of people who have kind of said, is there any positives to take away other than Rashid Khan from their performance today? I mean, it's a long tournament. We must remember that. There are 14 games played by every team. They're, the Sunrisers Hyderabad actually have the biggest headache with the quality of their overseas players. Remember, they've got Jason Holder on the bench. They've got Kane Williamson on the bench. They've got Mujib Ul-Rahman on the bench, another spinner. So they're going to take time working out what their combination is going to be, that their best combination that they can play off, off the overseas players. So, I mean... They they will all click at some stage. I wouldn't worry too much. It's one game into the tournament. If if we we were judging by that stay by that sort of performance, uh, the Delhi Capitals would have already won the IPL with their <laughs> smashing win over the CSK yesterday. Of course, the Delhi Capitals being being my team that I support. So um, yesterday was it was a great day for us. But I mean, I wouldn't worry too much. Um, they 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 they're all intelligent cricketers and they're all very talented and they they'll work out if they need to move Manish Pandey up or send him in at a different stage or as um, as Ross suggested run him out at the right time they'll do that. <laughs> uh, Dev G, thanks very much for that question. Jack, one more question. I think we'll have to wrap it up after that. Um, this is from Ad Booth. Will Jason Roy even get a game? I think 
there's the possibility that they, if, if Warner drops out, that he comes in as a reserve opener. Um, but that's really the only way I think they could fit him in the side. Um, Shall we wrap up just with a quick word about tomorrow's fixture, which is, of course, the Rajasthan Royals v uh, the Punjab Kings. Sorry, I, every time you, I go to say Kings 11 Punjab, but it, um, <laughs> I also don't get why their initials are PBKS. Um, that, that, that doesn't make any sense. But let's... Um, <laughs> Let, let's quick prediction on tomorrow Ross who's going to win and in one sentence why uh, Rajasthan Royals are going to win tomorrow um, I actually think that there's been too many changes to that Punjab Kings uh, lineup, and it will take him a couple of games to kind of gel together um, but then we'll see the true force um, that is in play uh, DJ same question so I'm going to go with the Rajasthan Royals winning and in one line uh, I think it's going to be KL Rahul top scoring but um, strike rate is overrated <laughs> Uh, I think um, Punjab Kings are going to win easily. I just, I, 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 I don't. Who, who's even going to bowl for Rajasthan Royals? I could get a game as a bowler for Rajasthan Royals. I think they're they're an absolute disgrace of a of a T Twenty side. Um, and I, I, KL Rahul or not, um, they're they're a bunch of bowlers who are going to go round the park. I, I do hope that Chris Gale plays, actually. I do hope that they, they don't fall into that trap of last year of going, oh, we've got a guy who can actually smash the ball over the place. Let's just give him a go. Just hide him. Just hide <laughs> him. It's absolutely fine to hide him in the field. Uh, we should talk about, Jack, the merchandise that we've got. Or we got are getting. And and, uh, yeah, they went, well, not, not, not us, personally, but the, for each of our teams, we have all ordered different items of uh, oh, yes, attire have, yeah. to wear on the, on, on, the, on, the, on, the up, on the upcoming podcast. So um, the... Delivery times are a little bit long from India to England, but we should get them sooner rather than later. So uh, yeah. I think I think Max has gone all out. So look forward to seeing Ed Sheeran <laughs> draped in CSK gear. So <laughs> that'd be good. Um, we might not be back tomorrow because we have uh, other urgent podcast business. So we might have to do a double game day on Tuesday or a triple game day on Wednesday. Uh, it's been great doing this live, and we look forward to seeing you all. Um, next time and for people who've been asking in the chat Max will be back uh, we haven't <laughs> we haven't permanently replaced him he's uh, he's just I don't know what he's doing like doing getting asbestos out of his house or something boring like that um, <laughs> thank you very much for uh, listening we're at like we're subscribe at, that's it yeah and we're at the cricket pod on Twitter and Instagram DJ uh, do you want to mention where people can find you really briefly before we call it a day yeah, absolutely. So we are the Edges and Sledges Cricket Podcast. We're on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at the handle One Tip One Hand, which is obviously the gully cricket rule that that you all know. Uh, it is at the rate of one, the number one tip, T I P one hand. And uh, write into us, contact at One Tip One Hand, and we've just reopened our YouTube channel. And uh, by the looks of your YouTube comments, uh, we look forward to being as successful <laughs> as you one day. <laughs> yeah, there's a link to that in the show notes if you want to head over there and uh, and catch what the what the guys at Edges and Legends are doing. Uh, thanks very much for listening and watching. Thanks, guys. Sports Social Podcast Network. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.